Hey, welcome to Conversations on the Co-Mission, a podcast where we're talking about the trends, the topics, and the issues and missions that impact both the missionary and the churches that partner with them. I am Tony Balava, and with me is Stephen Madoff. Well, hey there, Tony. It's always great to that we get to spend some time just talking about some things going on mm-hmm. in missions. I I love it, and I hope the folks out there are enjoying it as well. Mm-hmm. We're by the time we've uh, recording this right now, mm-hmm. we've hit a milestone. We have. We have hit a mm-hmm. milestone. We've had over a thousand downloads, yeah. which is uh, pretty cool. Um, yeah. Who would have thought even that? So <laughs> looking forward to it, and we're thankful for everyone that listens to mm-hmm. us. Also, as we record this, we are getting ready for. Uh, a big event here at mm. BIMI looks mm. a little bit different than what we thought because of the pandemic, but still, nonetheless, it's a very big event, probably the biggest yeah. of our year, I would say, mm-hmm. and that is Candidate School. Mm. And Candidate School, just very simply, is the time when we have missionaries, uh, ca- missionary candidates, come in to desire to partner with BIMI to mm. be, as their mission agency, to go forth mm-hmm. wherever the God's called them to go. Yeah, it's a really exciting time of the year, and this year is so very different because we would have normally had our big candidate school back in June and then a a smaller candidate class in December, Uh, but because of all the health issues and stuff, this is going to be the big one in December, and unfortunately for, I think, more so for our candidates than even us, it's going to have to be the virtual edition this year, it seems like, but Nonetheless, just a, a really an exciting time, a time for you and I and other directors and our trustees to be reminded and encouraged that God's still calling people to the mission field. I'm always encouraged to see the, the new candidates come in and be reminded because, you know, you can get in that mode where you think, our missionaries, where are the missionaries? Yeah. And how come I don't have any coming from my field or whatever, the, or I don't have as many as I'd like? Or, uh, But it's just encouraging to be around them. And I think it's an encouraging time for the candidates to be taking this next step and getting to the field and then to be around each other and be reminded that there are other people being called, just not just my family and I, and and then to interact with with our different directors and trustees, it's a really great time of the year. There's definitely a buzz in the air mm-hmm. during that week, and mm-hmm. as you said, this year is going to be a little bit different because of the pandemic and social distancing and things of that nature. So it'll look a lot different. Candidate school is, we believe, a vital part of the development mm-hmm. of a missionary. Yeah. You know, we want to send out folks who have a strong handle on doctrine mm-hmm. and on the gospel mm-hmm. and of course that they're sending churches you know hope they're, they're gaining knowledge they're hopefully some right. have gone through bible we require some bible credits mm-hmm. of bible uh, college of some type and and things but when we send folks out we want to make sure that we have folks who are going to be able to communicate the gospel and stand for biblical doctrine mm-hmm. as found in scripture yeah so one I would I always chuckle because the first day of candidate school one of the things you always see is these nervous folks as they're preparing to take what we would say is their doctrines test mm-hmm. now in their mind it's their equivalent of the ACT something like that <laughs> but it's nowhere near as bad as that it's not mm-hmm. an ordination council like mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. of of doctrinal thing but it is important that if we're gonna have folks out there going forth a just to do the work of of the church mm-hmm. to replicate 
the the church work and make disciples that you got people who know how to do such and right and that are prepared to do it. Yeah. So we do it. We do a doctrines test, mm-hmm. and and in my years of being here, um, I think I don't know if I know of anyone that's failed it. To be honest, I think everyone does really well. Yeah. If if they've gone through their Bible college and they've been paying attention, by this point in their Christian walk, they should be able to handle the doctrines test. <laughs> I uh, when I talk to candidates, I think the thing that they stress maybe even more about is what we call our screening committees. Mm. And I really think, I mean, obviously the doctrines test is important. It's just kind of a foundational stone, make sure everybody's on the same page right. and, and really has that uh, settled in their minds. Uh, but I, I enjoy the screening committees a, a lot and getting to know candidates on an individual basis. And I know that speaking with the candidates and, and sometimes I get a, an opportunity to, to, to work uh, because I do the media and do that even before they even come here for candidate school. Sometimes we'll, we'll work together. And a lot of times I know they're stressing. They've heard the stories about mm-hmm. screening committee and sitting before the board of trustees. And what does that all mean? And, and it probably can be, I'm sure, thinking back when I did it, it can be intimidating. Yes. Uh, but um, it's a really important time to start. I th- I feel like in the screening committees, that's where we start to really build relationships with those missionaries that are hopefully going to partner with us as a missions agency for years and years to come. Well, one of the things we, we really try to do in that screening committee is just see their heart. Mm-hmm. See their heart. We hear their testimony, how God called them into missions, how how they were brought to this point even to come with BIMI as a mission mm-hmm. agency. But you just see their heart and you hear it come out in their in their testimonies and what they desire to do. And that mm-hmm. that to me is so refreshing. Yeah. Because you just have folks filled with passion mm-hmm. about what they want to do for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and I love that. Because that's the kind of folks we want to send out. We want to mm-hmm. send out folks that this isn't just a job or this yeah. is just something that couldn't cut it in a church, so I'm going to go overseas. And mm. no, these are folks who have a true burden yeah. of where they're of where they're going to go yeah. and what they want to do for God. Yeah. One of the things that we also do in there is just make sure that not only doctrinally set, but then also kind of just in their own person personal yes. life set. Mm-hmm. We 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 try to also inquire about how they handle finances, mm-hmm. because if you're a missionary, you're dealing with finances mm. from churches and 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 yeah. folks. So you want to make sure that. These folks understand how mm. to properly handle finances. Mm. Do they have debt issues? Mm. Can, do they constantly find themselves in debt? How much level of debt do they have? And those are things that we want to make sure that if someone comes in, that that they don't have a bad spending habits mm-hmm. because w- they're not receiving money from churches just so they can <laughs> blow their money on things. <laughs> and yeah. so even just trying to check folks out in that way, we don't do a like a FBI level background check or anything, but mm. we just talk to them and just say, yeah. hey, just kind of tell us your habits yeah. because we think that's important. It's accountability. Yeah. Yeah. All of it is geared yeah. towards accountability. Yeah. And beyond that, in, in those screening committees, the uh, the discussions about family life and yeah. family devotions yeah. and all that, and just getting to know the candidates. And my experience has been that um, that is a time that, and it's structured, I think, in such a really great way where it's kind of a relaxed 
yet formal atmosphere. We don't just have just the one director. We'll bring other directors in. We bring local pastors in, and it's really important that we have the input from pastors of local churches. And and then also, I appreciate that we're careful to if it's husband and wife, there's going to be a, a at least one, probably two ladies on that screening committee as well to make that wife feel comfortable, have somebody that they can connect with. And I've learned and, and observed that that is the time when maybe uh, there's some apprehension, maybe there's a little bit of fear about missions and they don't really have it all figured out. And through the screening committee, they feel comfortable enough to start opening up about some of those things and find out the things you're apprehensive about or maybe a little fearful about are pretty common to everybody. Mm. And it really helps the candidate to feel like, wow, I'm not as weird as I thought I was. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's the big day on Monday. Well, then Tuesday through Friday, typically we would have classes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so much information is given to the missionaries uh, during that week. But we think it's important. One of the things that we really want to do, and any mission agency wants to do, not just BIMI, we're not not unique in this, but we want to help equip folks so that when they Mm -hmm. go to the field, they feel a bit more confident about what they're going to do. Like, oh, yeah, we talked about this in class. Mm -hmm. Oh, so when I'm confronted with maybe in the beginning stages of landing on the foreign field. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's some things that I was talked about, about how to assimilate into a new culture, how mm-hmm. to just go about life, how to work with other missionaries, mm-hmm. all those things. We want to try to demystify some of those things that can become very overwhelming to someone if they don't have kind of a heads up mm-hmm. about this is what you're going to go through. This mm-hmm. is how you're going to feel. Yeah. This is... This is the reaction that you may have even, and we want to try to equip them on how best yeah. to navigate these yeah. these landmines that could potentially even derail someone's connection with the where they're going to from the very beginning. Yeah. And as you talk about classes and all, I think it's I think it's really important that um, one of the things that we have in uh, in the years of BIMI kind of worked towards is not making candidate school just a repeat of missions classes from Bible college, but they touch on unique topics that in the the history of BIMI have come up. And, and I think one of the other things is all the teachers at candidate school are missionaries or have been missionaries you know around here we call our directors missionaries still and we still have a, a certain missionary status but we all speak from experience mm-hmm. a firsthand experience you know this isn't a knock at any bible college but not every bible college you go to the missions professor actually was a missionary right. uh, you know they maybe just don't have the, the luxury to have somebody who is a missionary but there is a difference to speak to somebody who has firsthand knowledge as opposed to has learned about that in some other way. And so I think that is important. And I think the candidates really connect with that as well. As we talk about just being around the candidates and 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 interacting and teaching them, one of the things I've learned is you probably have as much opportunity to impact that missionary candidate in a positive way and help them in the off times as well. Mm. And and I really uh, appreciate that our directors 
all make an effort to be on site during candidate school. It's not just, well, I've got to teach my class. My class is from uh, one o'clock to, to two o'clock. And that's when I show up and I go and I do my own thing. Uh, I appreciate that our directors look at candidate school as, hey, I'm, I'm there the whole day. And we sit at meals with each other and talk to each other and we meet each other. Yes, we still are in our offices and we're doing work here in, in the office that we would normally do. But uh, I appreciate that we we really put the candidates first and say, you know what, I can put some of this aside or even work after hours. It's not uncommon for our directors to be working after hours, yep. catch up on work they're supposed to, you know, they would normally have to do because they've chosen to take the time to be with those candidates because it's that important to, to build those relationships, to encourage them. And I think part of that is we've all been in their shoes before. We, we know where they're at, some of the emotions they're going through, and the desire is just let's help them take this next step. Well, with missions, when someone comes into a church, I'll put it this way. When I was a child, my thought about missionaries were, was that it was people who couldn't make it to the in the United States in ministry as pastors. I saw a lot of, I guess, I don't know how to say it the right way, but just kind of folks that created a bad impression about missionaries. Mm-hmm. And then I do remember that there was a, a, a gentleman, and I was my sophomore year in high school, that he was a missionary, happened to be a BIMI missionary, but he was preparing to go to serve in Africa. And this guy changed my thoughts about missions because he, I mean, this way he carried himself, conducted himself, it, it changed everything I thought about. It's like, wow, God can use people who could be successful in the, in the workplace in the, in, in the United States mm. to even go overseas. It's not just people who kind of have, a, have created the negative impression. And, and, I think that's one of the things we want to do even at BIMI with our candidate school is raise the bar mm-hmm. so that when there's a video that they're making, mm. that they're putting forth a good video. We teach, in fact, the class you teach about yeah. the ingredients to making a good video. Mm-hmm. What should be there? What should not be there? <laughs> right. uh, how to write a good prayer letter. Mm-hmm. There are things, and when you've been around 60 years like BIMI has— you you do learn a thing or two about mm-hmm. what works, what doesn't work, what hits the mark, what doesn't hit the mark. Right. And so we want to help our folks to put forth quality mm-hmm. and things that are good. Yeah. Uh, not just, oh, well, bless their heart, they're, they're trying. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember it impacted me when I saw someone come to my, my church when I was just 15 years old. And that, that was the start. I, w- I can definitely pinpoint and say that was the start of how God worked in my heart to missions. And and even if we can have guys going to churches as they do deputation or whatever mm-hmm. that have a high quality to them, mm-hmm. that can be used of the Lord to work in someone's heart, e- even unbeknownst to that missionary. Right. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, some of the classes— that we that we teach at candidate school and go through we've mentioned on other podcasts you know we spent a whole podcast talking about missionary etiquette um, and how to behave yourself when you're a guest in a church or somebody's home that's a class that we teach here and it is really important because a lot of that stuff just isn't common uh, amongst people and and what to do how do i come into a church and we're not marketing 
the mission field. Right. But we, we do want missionaries who go in and, like you said, have that presence about them that says that, that other people observe and say, wow, that's that's something I I respect. And, and maybe young people say, that's something I'd like to do myself and begin a a path down service in missionary work. I know that when I came to candidate school, I was I was basically still a pretty new Christian. I was I was saved in my adult years, went to Bible college not long after I was saved. I knew I was going down a path of missions and the whole idea of it was just so intimidating to me. And the idea of I was going to have to go to these churches that I didn't know what to do and how mm-hmm. to raise support and what what I should say and what I shouldn't say, what is appropriate to preach and maybe isn't appropriate to yeah. preach. I, I, I have experienced those missionaries who haven't maybe gone through a candidate school or haven't had the, the appropriate training and they come in and they're entrusted by a pastor to to present to the church and to preach to the church. I can think of a time years and years ago, as my wife and I were still in the prepare, uh, preparation stages of, of Bible college and all that, and our sending church had in a missionary going to a, a foreign country who clearly had not been trained on a lot of etiquette and things. Mm-hmm. And I remember him spending an hour and a half preaching, not missions, <laughs> but uh, the best way to uh, train up and discipline your children, complete with examples, living examples on the platform. I know my pastor was so gracious, but he was beside himself. <laughs> and, and, you know, we strive for a little bit more than that. I know this is a audio <laughs> podcast, but oh my, if this was a visual podcast, people would see <laughs> my head shaking. Very, very strongly. But, you know, there there are folks who have just good hearts. They want to serve the Lord. There's no doubt. And God's Mm -hmm. going to use them. I don't doubt that God's, I mean, Mm -hmm. somebody doesn't have to go to candidate school to be used of the Lord. God can take someone from anywhere with a heart to just be used, and he can use them. I I 100% believe that. Mm -hmm. But there also is this, this aspect of you can... You can also help mm-hmm. yourself just a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, any pastor, any pastor in any church is going to understand. Hey, would you rather have a pastor of a church that's gone through Bible Bible college and has some ex- knowledge and experience about pastoring, or would you mm-hmm. want to take someone who has no experience right. and no knowledge? But mm-hmm. and and they both have the heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, some that the one who has some experience is going right. to be something you're more drawn to, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what what. BIMI and any other missionary agency is going to do is trying to help help them here right. while they go to churches, but mm-hmm. then also help them when they get overseas. Again, yeah. because we recognize that one of the things is is retention rates on mm-hmm. the mission field. Oh, you always hear these these numbers that people say, well, people are always dropping off from the mission field and people are coming home all the time. And what's going on with our missions programs today? Mm-hmm. Well, we really try to do our best to equip folks and help them and mm-hmm. and raise that bar and and help them be confronted with some yeah. of the, the things that 
that they can right. use when they get there. Yeah. And and part of that, too, um, I, I keep bringing it back to that interaction. And that is what candidate school, a lot of it is about, is the mm-hmm. interaction with our candidates. And that's the time when the candidate gets to sit with who's going to be their field director, build that relationship through that week. Because the truth of the matter is, as directors, we don't get to spend as much personal time with our missionaries as all of us would really like to. Um, it's just not possible to be able to travel to those places where they're serving and all. all. So if we can build those relationships and, and start a foundation in person, because it's a lot harder to do it over email and, mm-hmm. and FaceTime and Zoom calls or whatever everybody's using these days, it helps them to know, hey, there's somebody I can reach out to because that's one of the major parts of what we do as directors is our missionaries reaching back out to us. And one of the reasons they can connect with us is because they realize they've been here, they've done this. That opportunity that is presented in, in candidate school is really a great thing. I love the, the, I, the way that we do candidate school in year one candidates and then year two who are now actually approved missionaries with BIMI. This year, it's not going to happen, and one of the reasons I'm, I don't know what is the right word, uh, disheartened uh, about the fact that we have to do this remotely and virtually, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, I'm sure all the other directors have this in their heart as well, is I really feel like our our year one candidates are going to miss out on that interaction with the year two missionaries and the excitement that Mm -hmm. they bring Mm -hmm. back into the candidate school and say, hey, I've been a year on the road. And some of the stuff I learned here last year that maybe as I was going through it, I was wondering if it was going to be useful. I found out it was super useful. And they form friendships that will last for years. You know, the my pastor at my local church, uh, where I attend church here in the Chattanooga area, we were in candidate school together. Hadn't seen each other for years because he was going to a different country and then the Lord put us in different places. Ends up he's back here pastoring. But we had a friendship that was that was formed in candidate school that has lasted now for decades. That's a great part of BIMI Candidate School, the missionaries coming in and forming those friendships and relationships. What what year were you, did you graduate from, like the first year of Candidate uh, School? What year did you get approved? Let's see, 98. Oh, I was class yeah. 99. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and one of the neat things, like you said, is one of the missionaries that, that was in my class in 99, well, they went to Australia too, as, as well as my family, and so we almost m- mirrored each other. And mm-hmm. it was just neat because you create this friendship of somebody mm-hmm. you would never— he was on a whole other end of the country than mm-hmm. I was. But it was just neat because we had shared experiences, went on deputation the same time, even came back on furlough mm-hmm. about the same time. And it's just really neat, the connections you make. And mm-hmm. you're right, we will miss that this year, but it is a great asset. I, I'll say this as we draw to an end. That to me, one of the absolute highlights, and I really do get a kind of a chill up and down the spine when this happens, is when we open up on on our first night and then we mm-hmm. close on the last night. Dr. Snyder, our BIMI's president, usually makes a statement that goes something like this. He will say, as we look out of all of you here, you are the answer to our prayers. Yes. Because we are praying for laborers all mm-hmm. the time. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a constant prayer, us corporately, mm-hmm. and as well, just individually, mm-hmm. that 
God, raise up new workers. Raise mm-hmm. up folks who are going to surrender to go to the mission field. Mm-hmm. And every single time that I have the privilege to sit and look at the candidates, the candidate classes each year as they come through, that is something that I actually, I, I can feel the emotion that mm-hmm. just is like, this is so neat. Yeah. Whenever he says yeah. that, you all are an answer to our prayers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could feel that within me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, God, thank you. Thank you you're still calling folks. Thank you mm-hmm. that you are still working in heart and people are submitting yeah. to God's leading. As we record this, Candidate School is going to be in just about a week and a half time of the airing of this program, mm-hmm. this podcast. And I'd encourage anyone just to maybe pray. Just pray that God we even raise up folks for the class of 2021. Mm. already. God, bring new laborers in. We all, everyone who's listening to a podcast like this has a heart for people around the world to hear the Mm -hmm. gospel, or else you Mm -hmm. wouldn't be listening to a podcast on the Great Commission. And so, like, join us in Mm -hmm. that, because then when Candidate School does come about, as it does typically every June Mm -hmm. and every December, you could rejoice in knowing, yeah. yeah, God still is working. Yeah. God still is calling forth folks, and people yeah. are still responding. Yeah. And right. that, that to me, is mm-hmm. an amazing thing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to uh, close with just uh, one final thought. Of you, you speak about highlights of candidate school, and surely that 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 night where we're putting the pins on the on the candidates and they get their BIMI missionary pin and and all that surely is a highlight. One of the highlights for me every every time I get to observe it and and be a part of it is that night when the candidates go before the trustees and and the Lord has really given us a great group of of pastors from across the country and even outside the country who uh, on their own time at their own expense come in to be a part of uh, candidate school and the approving of those candidates they they are truly the ones who have that kind of final say in the approval process uh, on the candidates lives and and I mentioned at the beginning of this how a lot of them enter into that very intimidated but then mm-hmm. to watch afterwards and one of my favorite things to observe at candidate school to be a part of is at the end of that night when the trustees are here and the approvals have been made to watch the candidates kind of gathering closely and i know that that's not social distancing <laughs> but this was you know pre pre covid <laughs> pre covid um, and then to watch the 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 trustees gather around them and our directors gather around them and to pray over them is just that's one of those really emotional times for me and and that's when uh, you can almost visibly see the load taken off the shoulders of the candidates. They're not as nervous any longer. And then to watch, and, and that usually goes pretty late into the night on that first <laughs> night. I mean, exactly. we've been here into well past 10, 11 o'clock <laughs> at night sometimes because of the process and all. But to watch our trustees and our our. Uh, directors, our leadership like Dr. Snyder and Dr. Godfrey say, you know what, we're still going to hang around and talk and interact. And to just see the missionaries at that point 
be so much more relaxed and realize, wow, all these people really are on our side Mm -hmm. and really do want us to succeed. And God's really just put together a really special group and appreciate so much our trustees who take the time to do that and to encourage those missionaries uh, in the way that they do on that night. And then, like you said, on on that Friday night, that final night, just a really, it's an amazing week. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and thinking about missions, we would encourage you to find out more and maybe even uh, explore that uh, a little bit further. We would we are constantly praying for more laborers uh, to partner with. If this podcast is a help to you, uh, we would encourage you to share it with somebody else. We want to thank you for taking the time to spend this time with us this week. Trust that you'll do us a favor and hit the subscribe button uh, on that on the podcast. Send us some comments and suggestions. You'll find our contact information in the show notes there. Again, thank you for taking the time to listen and join us this week on Conversations on the Commission. Have a great week in the Lord.